0: yo 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 what it is beautiful people good morning good evening good afternoon wherever you at tuned in on this beautiful friday happy friday beautiful people happy football friday even though y'all know i'm talking hoop now every every tuesday every thursday and friday but again, y'all know what it is. It's another Camper Chronicle Productions. This is the Bringing the Wood podcast, and I am your host, D. Wood. Up to some real good on this beautiful Friday. I hope everybody's Friday has started off well. Again, got up this morning, and hit the gym. Feeling good this morning. Uh, watched a little Good Morning Football, which is one of my favorite morning shows in the whole wide world. If you don't watch Good Morning Football, you need to, especially if you love some football. These guys are amazing. <clears throat> but we're only going to have light football. Matter of fact, Today will be a straight-through episode. No commercials, no breaks. We're going straight through because I really only have a little bit to talk about as far as the NFL news. So it's really just going to be all hoop. And, and we got a, a few different hoop takes uh, to talk about. So I'll be real brief uh, with the NFL. I'll start with um, the Niners. And not necessarily the Niners, but their stadium. Levine Stadium will potentially be the host Of uh, Super Bowl 2026 Uh, in 2026, the San Francisco 49ers are expected to be approved to be the home stadium of Super Bowl uh, 2026, Super Bowl LX. So shout out to the Niners, Um, you know, getting that. That's, you know, that's, that's a Super Bowl close to us. Hopefully, you know, one of our teams, Raiders, Niners, Titans is in there and we can get to the game. That'd be beautiful, right? That's perfect, perfect world, right? In a perfect world that is what we would like but obviously we don't live in a perfect world so ain't no telling but nevertheless you know maybe our one of our favorite players in the league you know favorite coaches anything ain't no telling but super bowl coming to this side it's gonna be real close and um like it was when it was in frisco a few years ago it was very very lit. we went to the nfl experience it was it was a dope experience me and a few other people my lady my friends we went the NFL experience, it was actually kind of dope, kind of dope. Seeing Kurt Warner out there, uh him and his lady walking the street, I don't think a lot of people knew who he was but I did and me and my, my homies we yell his name out and you could tell he kind of looked back like hey man, everybody don't know I'm him so uh shout out to Kurt Warner for walking, him and his wife walking around the streets like good Samaritans, like we didn't know you were a Super Bowl champion and, and MVP and Hall of Famer <laughs> but again, dope experience so for the fact that they coming back i probably go, even if I don't go to the game, go to the NFL experience, go to, like, the little walk-around area. It's a dope a dope vibe, definitely. So, definitely will be something else to tune in. And last but not least on this Football Friday, more if not NFL, but college. Because college is coming back around. I ain't going to get into spring games and, 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 and breakout players and things of that nature yet. But what I will get into... It's EA getting ready to bring back NCAA football 2024. Last time we seen it was, what, 2014 with, uh, who? what's the guy's name from Michigan who used to had his shoestring untied? He played quarterback. Can't think of his name right now, but I think that was the last uh, NCAA. Yeah, 2014. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name, who was on the cover. Denard Robinson. There it is. Quarterback of Michigan was on the Heisman list. All of that used to run with shoestrings on top. Uh, but again, um, they're coming back in 2024. Here's the plus though: anybody that want to be on the game can use their image and likeness and be paid to be on the game. So now there will be names of players. So to everybody listening, if you got a cousin or a nephew, a uncle, a relative, a friend, a homie, uh, anybody that's in college. For however many colleges they put on the game, they can have their real name on the game, which is going to be beautiful. And then also, which I read, if they don't want their name on the game, it will be like old school. It will just be their jersey number and it'll just say number, you know, 22 or number like it used to be when we when it first dropped. And they didn't have players names and they just had numbers because they wasn't paying players for their name. It was license and name, image and likeness. But now. We are in a new day, in a new time. All the players that want to get paid can be. And we get a college football back. Hopefully, it's still connected to Madden so we can do the draft classes and the whole spiel. It's going to be um, a dope time. I'm going to be super excited. I am a gamer. I'm, I'm a gamer at my age, yes. Uh, ain't nothing else to do out here in this world but get in trouble. So I stay in the house, and play the game, go to the gym, go to work, and record this here podcast for you, beautiful folks out here that enjoy hearing me talk sports. But when NCAA drops and it's releasing in 2024, so we won't get one, this one. So hopefully y'all got little cousins and nieces and nephews about to be seniors and they got their chance on 2024. So I definitely think this is is super, super dope. I'm super, super excited. I literally probably had every NCAA that came out to as far as my mind can remember. So uh, this is just going to be a beautiful moment uh, in sports fall all EA fans for the, and again, man, if you was a gamer, you, you was juiced for this when you seen this drop. And if you hadn't seen this drop yet, you welcome. Get ready. 2024, Florida state Seminoles, NCAA. I'm going up, bringing us back. All the recruits might be Colorado. Just cause I know Dion going to be on the sideline. See, and now I'm torn just like that. <laughs> but no but no for real. And that's really it. That's that's really all I got for the NFL, man. That's all I really really got. Everything else is 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 kind of whatever. Um uh, but we we going to move straight on straight into the NBA. And um I'm going to start with Let's start with Victor. Let's 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 start with with the draft because I didn't talk about it yesterday. The draft was Thursday. And to make a long story short, the San Antonio Spurs got the number one pick, which is the right to draft Victor Yama. Obviously, they can't come out and say that. That would be tampering. They have to pretend to give everybody a chance. But we know they're going to take Victor. He will be the number one pick. And before the uh, draft started and they showed the, the list of all the teams, They showed the top ten teams who all had a chance to get round one pick one, and out of all the teams that had a chance to get round one pick one, the three teams that I wanted to get round one pick one, and I'm going to give my reasoning for them. My number three team was the Charlotte Hornets, and that was strictly for Lamelo Ball. Melo needs some help down there. He needs a big that'll be able to do the things that he can do. They would be a tremendous tandem, him and Melo Ball. I think that would be amazing, and then hopefully that would help. MJ get out of the slump of drafting terrible players. You go, you know? So I think that, that would have been a dope thing to do as well for MJ. And then two was the Portland Trailblazers. And not strictly because Dame Lillard, town business. I feel like you get Victor, put him there for two years. I feel like they become, if if he pans out and is developed correctly, they become contenders in two years. You know what I'm saying? With some more talent around, that was why I wanted them to go there. And that's why I picked Portland. And then the number one team I wanted him to go to, which is crazy, because that's where he went was the San Antonio Spurs. And I was strictly because Pop is the goat coach, in my opinion. I think he's the greatest coach to ever coach basketball. Um, again, it's an opinion based opinion based thing. Uh, I I think he knows the game inside and out. I think he uh teaches the game at a very understanding level to where. I feel like I'm not even like a hooper. Like I know how to play basketball, but like I, I wouldn't call myself a hooper. But I feel like he could relate to me, and I would even understand what's going on. So I just feel like he's an amazing teacher. And now you get him, and you still got Tim Duncan in the building. Obviously, Victor's from French descent, so you got Tony Parker. Who you got? They already got the video servicing the Victor wearing the Tony Parker jersey back in the day. So it's like it was always like it was damn near destined. But uh, I've seen a few people say, well, well, Pop only got a few years left. Like, do you think Pop going to still coach? And I'm like, this gives Pop more time now. Maybe if they don't get this pick and maybe to do their draft and a franchise player, maybe he can retire in three seasons, two to three seasons. And, you know, you hand it off to somebody and you go away in the sunset. But now you draft this kid, I can see Pop coaching another five to six years Because when he does retire, he's going to want to make sure this kid is as good as he can be and the team around is ready so that the next coach taking over can take his time and and be able to have a good team and, and, and carry the legacy that Pop's going to want to put out there. Ain't no telling who that coach will be. That's the mystery of it all. But I do think them getting pick one just extended Pop's coaching career at least another five years. Like I said, I expect them to do another three years if they don't get this pick. I think he can do another five, maybe seven, seven years now, just to get, uh, just to really teach this kid how to be a real professional. You know, again, we see the height, seven foot five. He was seven three when this whole process started. Now he's seven five with the seven nine eight five wingspan. Um, he can block shots, shoot the three, he handles. He averaged twenty twelve and like f- three blocks for the uh, for the French team. Uh, the expectations for this kid is through the roof. They're saying he's the greatest prospect of all time in any sport of any era of any time. I'm not gonna go that far, but I am gonna say that this man is definitely um, uh, the new the new breed of, of basketball player. You know, he's gonna be the kind of the first of his kind. You know, obviously you got the guys that were on their way to that. You got Chet Holmgren, who I believe is somewhat like that at seven foot one seven foot two can handle the ball and shoot i don't think he has as much handles as victor but i believe they do all the same things you got uh mo bamba who's not as handily as them but can shoot run the floor you got everybody's favorite guy bobo who i believe is is probably the most like victor not as tall bobo is probably about six eleven, seven feet tall but can handle the rock shoot the three can play one through five um I think it's definitely going to be dope. I can't wait to see what they do. Tim Duncan's in the building. David Robertson. Like, he's going to be around champions, uh, great players. Not only great players, but great human beings. People who will teach you how to be a professional. Teach you the ins and outs, the do's and don'ts of the basketball game. And to people who, like, well, ain't no talent around there. How are you going to turn them around? This ain't going to be no one-year thing. I know you got analysts and other guys, uh... NBA as execs and and basketball servants saying that this kid's going to come out, and what they were saying before he got drafted, whatever team he got drafted to is going to be a playoff team or a play-in team, he's going to be an all-star, and he should average 25 and and 12 as a rookie, you know, with two blocks. Like, I'm not going to, I don't have any point rebound expectation for this kid, Um, but I expect Every season and damn near as the season to, to, to move along slowly in his rookie year, we will see him get better and better. And again, you'll see the talent around. You'll see if he's as good as we think he is and if he's as good as we think he's going to be, he'll make the players around him better. So guys like uh, uh Keldon Johnson can be a better player. Um, They got the cat who went second team all rookie. who used to rock who rocks the blonde hair. I think his name is like Spurgeon. Um, uh, again, all rookie type of guy, show potential, show upside, And it's pop, man. You know this guy's going to add players. He's going to draft better players. This guy's going to put guys together. We didn't know Tony Parker was going to be that good. We didn't know Manu Ginobili was going to be that good. Hell, we didn't know Kawhi Leonard was going to be that good. So I think you got to give it time. And that's what I mean by it. he literally went to the best case scenario out of the teams who had top picks. Out of the teams who are qualified to draft him. This probably was the best case scenario for him, and I'm happy for him, and I wish him all the success Uh, for sure, for sure. As far as the other picks, you got to pick two now with Charlotte. Um, Obviously, Scoot Henderson is the big talk, but it's like he's a ball-handling guard. I don't know if he wants to play off guard. Does he want to play that Terry Rozier role with LaMelo? Or, who I think they should take. I think they should take Brandon Miller out of Alabama. Get you that forward, wing forward player that you lost, Mal Bridges, uh, due to stupidity. And uh, PJ Washington hasn't really just been a world beater out there. So, I say they go with Brandon Miller. And you make it happen like that. And you get you a nice forward, uh, 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 wing player. He can play the three, the four, maybe even a little bit of five in this new NBA. And uh, you let him and LaMelo with with pj washington and you let those guys go out and do their thing uh i think that's what they should do at pick two again school henderson is the better player so you could probably maybe get him and trade him. you know they trade players like crazy um in the nba they'll trade you on draft day trade your rights before they even have you so um it's definitely something to keep an eye on with charlotte who they take and then as far as pick three uh obviously Portland you would say they would take school henderson he would be available uh, or Miller, they're going to take the best available player there. But Portland has been shopping pick three, uh, obviously, because you want to build around Dame still. He's still on the team. Um, I am definitely fine with that. I feel like there are a few teams out here who wouldn't mind trading their all star player uh, for, you know, and they won't only be pick three, but maybe pick three and a few other things. So I definitely think it's something that. That Portland should look into and if teams are interested in like starting over, and maybe you already got you a top ten pick, you get you a top three pick now, you got two young players to build around for the future, trade away your veteran, and uh, you know, and, and send some vets over there to Dame Lillard. Obviously, Bradley Bill is out there. Um, hell, Jordan Poole and Kaminga wanna be traded now. You know, they're champions, they got experience. Maybe you trade those guys over there in a the deal. Um, there's it, a lot of things that that can go on. Um, Then I even seen fans saying, uh, forget that, keep pick three, trade Dame and get more picks. And let's come all the way new, which isn't a super bad idea as well um, if you want to move on. But again, Dame Lillard doesn't want to leave Portland. He's made that crystal clear. Obviously, we've seen him at a few games this year uh, of other teams. So we obviously all make speculation. And then he's seen the fans coming out saying that they would rather keep the pick and trade Dame. So, you know, Dame always being as open as he wants, uh, comes out and says, hey, if you guys want me gone, write a petition and send it to the higher ups. And, you know, did the shoulder hug, shoulder shrug emoji. Um, And again, typical Dame Litter. Like, you know, I want to he wants to be in Portland. He wants to be a trailblazer. But if y'all don't want me here and y'all want me going that bad, then y'all know what to do. But if not, shut up and let me hoop and let me go out here and try to win this city a championship. Something that they've never seen, you know? So, again, they willing to shop pick three. I think it's interesting. We'll see if there are any takers. The draft isn't super deep. But I think, like, the first four or five picks, you could find some talented players there. Uh, for sure, for sure. Uh, also, Dallas Mavericks opened a move in pick 10, which is a little bit further down. But, again, Luka. Ain't, I don't need a rookie on this team. Um, you're not sure what you're gonna if you're gonna bring back Kyrie or not. So you're definitely gonna want to get you a, a, another piece to help out and keep Luca happy. Because what you don't want is an unhappy Luca. Because now we know we are in the era where if you are unhappy, you will leave. So yeah, Dirk was loyal to Dallas, but they also won a ring, and they also put Jason Kidd and Sean Marion and Tyson Chandler and Deshaun Stevenson. Not just Des- yeah, Deshaun Stevenson. Um, uh, uh, um, who I'm missing? Jason Terry. They put uh, uh, uh JJ Barea. Like they put all these talented guys around him, and he was able to go get it done. So I do think that. Mark needs to hit the drawing board and put some talent around. They've tried a few things. They tried the Christian Wood. They tried Porzingis. Nothing has, has stuck, but I definitely think they're going to need to make some moves and figure some things out if they want to uh, continue to make a run at a championship and if they want to continue to get the best out of Luka Doncic, who I believe is one of the better young players in the league. So I definitely think you're going to want to uh, help him out. And moving pick 10 to get a player that's ready to play now would definitely help out. Who is a mystery? But, again, man, it's, it's, it's people out there who are looking to start over, rebuild, retool, and, and pick 10 from Dallas or pick 3 from Portland. Um, and ain't no telling who else is going to come out and say they're willing to shop their pick after doing their due diligence uh, on the prospects coming out in the draft. Um, and those are the only two teams that have came out blatantly and um, open to, to moving, moving their picks. So, you know, we'll keep, we'll keep it out for any other teams that do. But, again, uh, Blazers willing to move pick 3 for a player that's ready now and uh dallas is open to moving the number 10 pick uh to explore the market again to see if there's some talent out there to help luke out um i think it's a smart move um in coaching news obviously we got all those coaches fired that i've been talking about and um they're starting to shuffle starting to make their rounds and do their interviews already but you got some assistants out here that are being eyed for the sun's jobs The uh, fitness Suns have already gotten permission to interview the Kings uh, assistant coach, Gerardi Fernandez, or Jordy Fernandez, my apologies. They've also gotten permission to uh, interview the Bucks assistant coach, Charles Lee, and as well as the Memphis Grizzlies assistant coach, Darko Rakovich. They've all been, um, they've all gotten permission for the interview. The interviews are set. For this week and over the weekend, they'll be interviewing these three assistants as well as a few other coaches on the ranks. Obviously, the Suns are a hot commodity. I'm not gonna say they're I don't I'm not gonna say they're the best. Uh beauty's an eye of holding it. To some people, this might be the best open coaching position. But um, you know, to me I think I might still take my walkie. And that's just me, but I do think this is one of the better jobs open. So I do think they're going to take their time uh, um, with it. Um, and speaking of Bucks, the Bucks have interviewed um, the University of Houston's head coach, uh, Kevin Sampson, uh, for the head coach. And they also interviewed the Wizards' assistant coach, Joseph Blair, um, for their opening uh, for the Bucks job. So they're doing their due diligence, going out, checking the college ranks, seeing if there's some young guy, some new face that we can use to spark up. And uh, and and get them going, or do we go with one of these old vets to to get it done? No, I think they're open to to you know either or for reals. But I do think you're going to see a, even a few more college coaches get a few more interviews, and definitely a lot of assistant coaches that sit on the bench of a lot of these championship coaches, um, as well as why you see. Uh, um, the, the Bucks assistant coaches getting the interviews as well as the Suns who've been to a championship even though they didn't win it but you get these coaches with championship experience so they just know what it's like and that helps out a, a, a crowd it helps out your room and everything so I definitely think it's a good good look for them as well um uh, now we go to Philly and uh Philly interviewed Nick Nurse already or whatever, they're interviewing him today, not already. So if they could have, by the time I dropped the potty, he could have been interviewed. But Nick Nurse is scheduled to interview for the Sixers job today, which I think could be a good fit for him, especially with him having Siakam um, before, you know what I'm saying, and and having uh, Biggs, Scotty Barnes, you know what I'm saying, having a lot of uh, success as well with with guards. So it's good to see. Um, But obviously – the elephant in the room would definitely be James Harden. And um, right after I dropped the podcast yesterday, literally as I was, you know, sending it out, uh, another update came and said that James Harden pushed for Doc Rivers to be fired. And again, I told y'all the connection that he has with Daryl Morey, the GM of the Sixers, which all makes sense. But here's the kicker. James Harden is expected to become a free agent still. There's rumors that he is going to opt out of his $36 million deal, or $35.6 million, my apologies, $35.6 million deal. He's going to opt out and test the free agency because he wants to be him. He wants to be free. He wants to be able to uh, still be the best player on the team, and I think that's why he's rumored to go back to Houston, which I think is crazy because with the new coach there, I think Adoka's gonna want him to play defense, and I'm not sure if Darth Harden's gonna play defense. But again, he's gonna need somebody to help that team get to the playoffs to uh make an impact. And I'm not even saying Houston gonna make the playoffs with James Harden. But they're not gonna have just James Harden. James Harden, they got uh Jalen Green, they got uh, what's his name? Porter, Porter, is it Porter Porter the third, Porter the second? Uh Kevin Porter, I mean, Kevin Porter Jr. I think he's a junior as well. They got, you know, they got some talent over there, a few players. Um, just drafted uh, uh, Jabari Smith this past season out of Auburn. You got uh, uh, Alex Sagung, who they drafted just two years ago. Uh, Tate, uh, Pastor Christopher, they got a lot of young talent over there. Um, uh, Kenyon Martin Jr. Very, very younger team. So, you know, you add a vet like Harden. Maybe you go get you a couple more vets, and maybe you turn this team to a playoff team. Maybe you trade some of those youngsters to get veterans. I don't know. It's all crazy. It's just weird that you pushed to get Doc Rivers fired because you didn't like him still running the game through Embiid. But yet, they fired Doc, and yet it's rumored. And again, this could all change if he ops in and accepts his deal and plays another year. But again, it's rumored that you're going to opt out and then already know where you're going. So what was the point of even telling them to fire Doc? Like, you know? And then, like I said, you didn't even tell MB you were going to fire Doc. I think that's where the friction starts. Again, like I was just saying about Luca, bro, if you're not taking care of your star player, they will go somewhere to be taken care of. We are not in a league where players are loyal to a fault and players are loyal to stupidity. People want to win, and people want to feel appreciated. I understand the old school way. Shut up and dribble. Nah, bro. I want to actually dribble to do something. I want to dribble to win. I ain't dribbling for this check the whole time. Like, people don't understand, bro. People keep saying he turning down 36 men. James Harden made 100 M's twice in Houston, bro. Stop counting that man's pockets and saying what money he turned down. <laughs> But like, you know, like let that man do what he wants for his career. That's what he wanna do. It's his prerogative, dog. Again, I think he's a uh I definitely think he's a team killer. I definitely noticed that now. You got to you 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 got to Houston, ask for all these players, Dwight and Chris Paul and Westbrook, and you got all these dudes to come in, and then they all left out. And there was nothing left because of all the demands you made. And then you wanted out and left that place high and dry. And then you wanted to go to Philly. You couldn't get to Philly because they wasn't going to do you justice. They weren't going to trade you to Philly because of how you left them, which is respectable. So they trade you to my Brooklyn Nets. But the whole time, you wanted to get to Philly, sabotage Brooklyn, bounce on KD and Kyrie, dip out get to the city you wanted to be in, knowing they had Doc Ruppers, who's been the coach there for three, four years, who was the coach there for four seasons. He was the coach when you got traded there for Ben Simmons. And then you came back and did a full season with him. And now you don't want him? That's the shit I don't really like. I think that's kind of trash. But again, he don't care. That's why he did it. Somebody gonna pay me James Harden. I'm not sure if he'll be you know, he's not taking nobody to no championship. He's a third or fourth option now. Father Time is undefeated. He never really took super care of his body, and now that he's up in age, and you still not really taking care of your body, you don't got that lift. The step back ain't all the way back. You know what I'm saying? The Euro ain't you ain't all the way in Europe with it. You just getting to the water, like you know. So everything is changing. Everything is kind of diminishing. And um, I definitely think you you kind of you know. You left teams high and dry, and, you know, now you finna go back to Houston and get a bag, and really, now you're just gonna be hooping for the check and hooping to be Houston tax-free, back probably where all your business is at, your home that you probably pay for and everything, because you spent the majority of your career in Houston, so I'm pretty sure you got the big house out there, most of your businesses is there, like, you know, all your endeavors, everything is out there, so it makes sense you go back and finish it up there and go kick it with your people, now you can party and get back to Vegas quickly and all that bullshit you was doing, because... Never really felt like winning was your number one priority in the shows. you and Embiid get on the team together and y'all freeze up like that so um you know but it is what it is but but that's on y'all that ain't my problem. he already did what he did to us, but I definitely think that um yeah he's he's definitely i, I it, all signs are pointing that he's going to leave Philly. I'm not guaranteeing he's going to Houston, but those are the reasons he could go to Houston for the reasons I just spoke of. But I don't know if he will. But it do look like he will not return to Philly, after not wanting to play with Doc Rivers, and they fired him, and now you're still not coming back. That could be weird. We'll see in due time if he follows through with that or not. But um, yeah, no, that that Philly isn't is a mess right now. But they need to focus on getting him a head coach, uh, somebody that can help Joel Embiid and get the best out of him, and put the perfect system around and get them over this second round hump. Now, we go to the game yesterday. Game two, Lakers-Denver. I picked the Lakers, and I was wrong. And it was it was definitely uh, a surprise, but not a surprise. Definitely, we all knew the Lakers would play better. We seen the adjustments they made. They came out, actually let AD play on them early, let AD play them up square, straight up first, and they did the Hachimura, the Ruri, the Vanderbilt, the Braun. Let everybody um, get their turn. And it really worked. And again, Joker had a triple-double. It's like Russell Westbrook at this point. Like, nigga, I'm, I'm going to get a triple-double regardless of what y'all do. But this is the key. He had 23 points on 21 shots. He was 9 for 21. It's not good for the Joker. 0 oh, for 3 from the three-point line. Not good for the Joker. So I do believe... The, the adjustment that they made worked. The problem was they didn't have an adjustment for Jamal Murray, who went off. And even with Jamal Murray going off of 37 and 10 and 5, Joker had 23, 17, and 12, this was still the Lakers' game to win. But when your two best players don't show up, and y'all know my motto since the playoffs started, your superstars show up on the road, and the road players got to show up at home. And the role players for the Lakers did LeBron and A.D. a solid. They said, we're going to show up on the road for y'all one game because we blew game one. And you go out and get 21 from Hachimura off the bench and you get 22 from Reeves. Beautiful play from those guys. And they both were aggressive from the dribble. But when you got Anthony Davis, who's... The best player on the team, the most talented player at this point in their careers on the team, go out and shoot four for 15. Obviously, nine of 11 from the free throw line, good free throw percentage. But four for 15 from the field, one for three from the from the uh, three-point line, 18 points, 14 rebounds. It's not a good night. And LeBron James was like, hold on, I can better you with some bullshit. 22 points on 19 shots, 0 for 6 from the three, and he shot three threes in the fourth quarter that he shouldn't have... Th- that he shouldn't have shot, because literally in that same drive, he drove to the rim and got two layups. So again, trying to shoot yourself out of a slump only works for dudes who are real uh, uh, snipers. Brian is a good three-point shooter now. He was a terrible one when he first started, and now he is a solid to good three-point shooter. But you don't shoot yourself out of out of slumps, Brian. When you're shooting bad, you go into the drive. That's That's what you do. But I believe that, And I'm not even talking about D'Angelo Russell. He's been terrible all playoffs to me. He had a few moments. He's been terrible. I don't think they should bring him back. They definitely going to need another point guard. He is a liability on defense, and he's not even being uh, aggressive. Or I guess he's being aggressive but not being efficient on offense. Also, three for eight, one for five from the three-point line. But again, none of that matters because with all those numbers, this was still a 105-108 to game at the end. And the Lakers literally lost this game because your two best players didn't show up on the road. And again, if your best players don't show up on the road, it's eighty percent chance you're losing. Shout out to Hachimura and Reeves for showing up and trying to keep this game very entertaining. But if LeBron James and AD uh, want to advance to the Western to the finals, because this is it, uh, they're gonna need to play better and they're gonna have to be consistent. We expect AD to play bad. AD hasn't played put too good to AD has put two uh, good games back to back all playoffs. Well, LeBron can't have a bad game as well, especially like I said when you got two of your role players put up 20 points. You can't have a bad game as well, bro, when we know AD's going to be off and on and off and on. So now, this is the bad part. Now, they got to go do something that we ain't expecting them to do. Obviously, they can win two at home, but can they win two at home with AD for sure going to play bad again? Again, Role players got to play good at home. So you're going to need Rury, You're going to need Schroeder. You're going to need Reeves. And uh, D'Angelo Russell to all play well at home. Um, Because if LeBron or AD plays bad, you're going to need that. They might not play bad game one. But we know game two, Brown or AD is going to have an off game. And we're going to need all those role players to show up. Or, hey, Lakers could be going back to Denver down 3-1. And that could be a scary look for the Lakers. Obviously, they need to rally and win both of these. I truly believe if they don't win both of these in L.A., this could be over with in five. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to say five. If they don't get both of these in L.A., if Denver get one of these in L.A., this will be over in five. Um, It would have been a great season for the Lakers. Um, It would have been a great season for where it started. Obviously, every team that's out, season is short of where they want it to be. So, you know. But I do think they got their work cut out for them. Denver is no slouch, but they've definitely found a remedy again when you can hold the Joker to 23 points on 21 shots and you can control the bench. Michael uh, Gordon only gave 10 points on nine shorts. Michael Porter wasn't really well, but he hit four threes, so that looked good. But he's only averaging about 14 to 15 points in the playoffs as a whole, so this is around what he's gonna give anyway. Bruce Brown has been killing him off the bench, he had 16 the first night. He's got 12 last night, hit two threes. And I'm going to tell you who the, what the problem is. Tristan Thompson need to shut his ass up on that bench over there because that's who Bruce Brown was chirping at. And as soon as he started chirping with Tristan Thompson, Bruce Brown started busting they butt. He bust their butts real, real good. couple threes, a steal, a block. And he kept looking over to the sideline saying, yeah, I do this. I do this. And then even one point he looked over there and said, y'all watching. Y'all watching. And it's like, bro, I hate when dudes that don't play talk. If they standing right there by you and they're in that corner and you yell, miss, 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 miss or something, like, you know, hey, yeah. But don't be talking trash talking and you don't play any minutes, bro. No, your reputation don't perceive you, bro. You don't get to talk because of what you done. You talk because what you doing. And Tristan, you ain't doing nothing but watching. So, yeah, bro, cut that out, please. Because you getting your boys dropped off. Because you can't help them when they getting dropped off because you talking. (laughs) <laughs> so you might, you might want to stop that and focus on being a, a teacher and helping these fools get in better position to stop the Joker and grab some rebounds, which they did do better as a unit. They rebounded better as a unit. A lot more bodies on your Joker. Uh, group box outs. Like, they made a lot of adjustments, but again, this is a game of adjustments. Mark Malone had adjustments for their adjustments. Thus is the chess match. Thus is why playoffs is the ultimate basketball. I love how they're letting them be physical. I thought the flagrant foul um on the snitch was a little uh uh you feel me um but you know they call it like they call it but i do think they have been letting them be physical like outside of that little play they've been letting them be physical with each other and i thoroughly thoroughly enjoy that uh you you know you're not gonna get no complaints out of your boy um speaking on that matter uh as far as the physical play i think both teams are physical teams as far as Denver and the lakers so I feel like you let two physical teams hash it out there themselves. Like, you know, let's not get the rest involved. Let's just let us do what our do what we do. And um, it, it's definitely uh, uh, for good, good for the basketball. Um, but, again, uh, game three is Saturday, uh, 530, probably TNT. But, again, Lakers got their work cut out for them. You do not want to go back to Denver uh, 3-1. <laughs> you feel me? 3-1 at all. And you definitely don't want to get swept. You definitely don't want to lose game one in L.A. because that sweep could 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 really be felt. But uh, you definitely you definitely want to bring your A game because the different niggas, as you can see, is bringing their A game. Jamal Murray is fully healthy; he looks the part, and um he's showing up in big moments. And you can't you can't. This is what the playoffs for. Playoffs is where you where where great players are born, and uh you know what I'm saying the real ones do real things, and and it's showing and it's a beautiful playoff series to watch, and I'm be, I'm excited for Saturday. You know what else I'm excited for? Today at 5.30 on TNT. Game two in Boston. heat Celtics. heat up 1-0. Now look, normally when teams steal game one, they pack it up and they get ready for game three at home. I would say that was true for any other team. But, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Miami Heat. This is the Jimmy Butler-led Miami Heat. I am 80, 85% sure they are going to come out and try to win game two. Like, without a shadow of a doubt in my mind, they are going to try to come in and win game two, and, and that's going to be that. And um, will they? No, I don't think they will. Not at all. I don't think they will. I think Celtics win by at least ten, ten to twelve points. I was gonna say ten to fifteen. Fifteen might be pushing it, but somewhere in between that ten and fifteen mark, I think could be the victory of the day. The Celtics uh got outworked. And they don't and that's not a team who usually get outworked. Celtics work hard on both ends of the floor. They play defense, they play offense, they play inside, they play outside, they're well coached. Um Obviously, uh, um, he's been having his lapses in the coaching game. And again, the best coach left in the playoffs is Eric Spolster. So you're going to have to coach for four quarters against a man of that stature. He's been to the mountaintops numerous of times with numerous of players. So he knows what it's like to win at the highest level. So he will always have his players ready and focused on the game plan and the task at hand. And I don't think this will be an easy series. That's why they're here. They don't make it here for no other reason. So I don't think this will be an easy series. Obviously, Boston is going to uh, need to not put so much pressure on themselves. Again, I think they shoot too many threes. That's just my personal belief. I think they should attack more. Um, I think the threes will come. But I I think they do it both. They all do too many step-back threes. But Brogdon, White. Uh, Jalen Brown doesn't do it as much now. He's, he's doing a lot of mid range and getting to the rim, which I like. And I think Tatum should do more of the same. And, um, I think he should just let the three game come to him. A lot of his threes should come in transition. I like, uh, like his transition threes and even off of, uh, catch and shoots when he's coming off screens off of Al Horford or, uh, or Robert Williams' off-ball screen, and he's getting the pass. I like his catch-and-shoot ability, too, as well. But I think he needs, when he's got the ball in his hand, and he's going to be the playmaker, and he's going iso ball, he needs to put his head down and get to the rim. He's a tremendous scorer. He has a post-game and everything. I think he gets away from his post-game as well. Um, Again, he's a Duke alum, so you know me. I love my Duke guys. And I think he needs to get back into the post, post up a little bit more, um, take advantage of smaller defenders when he has them on him, and just be more aggressive. Uh, definitely late in the game, late in the game. You got to understand your coach ain't going to always call the right play. Sometimes he ain't going to call the play for you. He's a young coach. So sometimes you got to be like, hey, it's my time, coach. Like, just hand that shit to me, and 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 I'll get us into the right play, and I'll get the ball to the right player. But let me run it. Let me set it up. And I think he's he has to work on that and take that next step um, if we want to see Boston uh Really, really take that next step and become a real, real title contender. I definitely think Tatum will have to be more aggressive in being the playmaker late. Not all the time. I like when he plays off the ball. I like when they let Brown do his thing and he can play off the ball. He can back cut off of Brown when he's slashing, smart, all that. I I love those things. But in the fourth quarter, when it ain't but five minutes left, and it's a five to seven point game, dog, and we're going to need consistent buckets. We're going to need you to get aggressive, bro, and not settle for the step back threes you making it easier for the defense. But I, got, I got, definitely got the Celtics winning tonight. They have to win. It's not even a, a, a question about it. They have to win. You can't go down 0-2 going back to Miami. That don't even sound realistic. Um, but if they were, the Celtics would be the one team I think could go win two games in Miami. That's the one team I truly believe could, if they needed to, go win two games on the road. Would we'll be the Boston Celtics uh, for sure. But I definitely am going to be excited for this game again. 5:30 p.m. on TNT. I'll be tuned in to the game for sure. Um, it's going to be exciting. Game two, bring bring your A game, Boston, because you know Miami is coming for blood, and I truly believe they're they're coming here to try to win a second game. I don't think they're going to take the game off, but we'll see. Maybe if it's, if if the Boston come out early and put that pressure on them early and get up, maybe they pack it in. But if this, game is, if this game is close and they see that they got a chance, be, be ready for Miami to give it everything they got laid down the stretch to go ahead and try to steal another one. Because that's the type of coach they have. That's the type of leader they have. And he pushes that. And he pushes that confidence through the team from himself to the last player on the bench to the last coach on the bench. They all believe that they are meant to be here and that they are here for a reason. And that they not, they're not here by osmosis. They are here because they work their ass off and um, put the work in to get to this point. Before I get out of here, though, y'all, I said I wasn't going to say nothing about his ass yesterday. And I ain't even going to say too much, but I got to speak a little bit on it. And I'm just going to speak a little bit on John Moran. So we know John Moran got suspended for the eight games uh, early, during the year, towards the end of the year for pulling the gun out in the strip club who pulls a gun out in the strip club like, you know that was my first rule of thumb like who pulls a gun out in the strip club that's you know what i'm saying that's the weird one are like, you in the strip club like all right bam you know what i'm saying who pulls it out in the strip club that's weird so you get in trouble for that You make this apology, you make the heartfelt speech, but you did also, and and after all of those speeches and all that heartfelt stuff you said, you did say though, I'm still gonna be John Moran. You did say that. I don't think people understood what that meant. You said you apologize for what you did, you know, you gotta work on your image. But you did say you're going to continue to be John Moran. So you're going to still gritty on the floor. You're going to still tell people they're too small. You're going to still talk your talk. We didn't know that meant you was going to still wave guns, bro. They got this man on camera again, waving a gun. Obviously, you can say it was from the past, but it was on live. And the same guy who got him in trouble for the gun... In the club for the is the same guy who they allegedly pointed the beam at the Indiana Pacers players is the same guy banned from the Memphis arena indefinitely is the same guy who was just in the uh, doom buggy with John Morant filming again. Yo, same homie didn't got you in trouble four times and then got banned from the arena. And yeah, you still got this man around putting his camera out around you, dog. You know it's bad. When you get caught on camera, he turned it off so fast after he realized what he did. And I ain't. And I think, and and that's why I take two to tango. Because obviously you out, you live living up, you going to pull your camera out. Jal, why you don't pull your phone out? Why you got to pull a gun out every time? I don't get it. Y'all not even doing no gangster shit. Like most of the time when you pull a gun out, it's to say like, yeah, let the op run up. I'm a popper. You know what I'm saying? Hey, let him try to catch me lacking. I'm a smack him. Like, you know, something crazy like that. Bro, you're a professional basketball player. You have no beef. Y'all was on vacation on doom buggies in the desert, dog. Do you think some, 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 some? You feel me? What you you think the cartel finna get you? Trust me, boy. What you got ain't stopping the cartel. I'm telling you that. Like I don't know, bro. Again, I ain't judging his life. He could have been a gangster. He could have been a thug before all this. You are in the NBA now, bro. You can't be that. Gilbert Arenas got the same treatment for bringing the hammers. Like, yeah, everybody keeps saying, bro, he can can have a gun. He can do this. No, he can. But he don't have to brandish it unless he's finna pop somebody because they trying to break in his house. He don't need to be at the local YMCA pulling out the blammer on FaceTime after giving somebody 30 buckets. Like, you feel me? He don't need to be in a dune buggy on vacation pulling the gun out. Like, yes, he's allowed to have a gun. He's allowed to have it registered to protect himself. He live in Memphis. Like, he live in, you feel me? Yes. You don't have to brandish it every time. So to everybody who says that, y'all retarded too. That's why y'all don't have... That's why y'all where y'all at. Like, come on now. Like, think logic. This man is an NBA player. Kids follow him. Kids mimic what he do. Kids like him. John Moran got the f- potential to be the face of the NBA. You don't blow this opportunity because you want to... Uh, because you want to... You feel me? Keep your G. Because you trying to keep a G G for your chapter is what I, that's what, I is what I like to say. Um, you feel me? So like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I won't get it. And they suspended him for the first eight games, and then Grizzly suspended him. Grizzly suspended him for the first eight games, and they suspended him from all team activities. But the league is going under investigation because they're gonna do something to themselves because they already felt like y'all gave him a, 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 a um, what I want to say, a pop on the wrist for the first couple ones. Y'all this homie for the beam. Then you get the he got into the he post allegedly punched a kid at his house because and pulled a gun on that kid uh, during a, a, a basketball game at his house. He allegedly pulled a gun out on a security guard at the like at the mall. Like, come on, man! Like, you blicky with the sticky eye. Ah, like, you killing me right now, Ja? And it's just like, I think the Legos are spending for a a, a nice little moment. And again, this goes back to my point, bro. coach. You're not. Coaching this, but you're allowing this. You're condoning this. Also, T. Morant, you're allowing this. You're condoning this. All his homies, y'all allowing this. Y'all condoning this. You don't want yes-mans as your friends. Yes-mans lead you to a, a place you don't want to be because they're never going to tell you when you're doing some dumb shit. Because they don't, want, they don't want to get out of your good graces, so they're scared to, to tell you off. And um, that happens. And you'll end, up, you'll end up buried in a ton of debt in the worst trouble you could be in with a bunch of yes men. And I think you need friends to tell you when you're off your game, when you're messing up, and when you need to do better. And I think John need that in his life right now. He really needs some people in his life to tell him, like, bro, you have an opportunity of a lifetime. Again, bro, you can go out. You can hang with your homies. You can have fun. Why not just buy all your homies' guns and let them pull out all the guns? You can't get in trouble for them having guns. They're your security. So they're my security guards. I pay these motherfuckers to watch me. Everybody got guns around you. Why do you have to be the one with the gun? You're the one with the money. If you get kicked out of the league, you get suspended without pay, what they going to do? Where they money? They're, we only know these dudes because of you. So, like, you know, and I don't wish bad on nobody. So I really hope he get it together. But y'all know my line. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. And Jai is playing the dumbest game he could ever play right now. And if he keeps playing, he's going to beat the game. And when he beat this game, he will not be happy with the way the game ends after he beats it. Because this game ends with him not being in the league. And it's not going to be because of talent at all. It's going to be strictly because of decisions you make off the field. The decisions you make off the field affect you on the field. I try to tell people that all the time, bro. I know know friends. I know other coaches, colleagues. And I tell them, like, bro, the things you do outside of your business can affect your business. You may not think of it like that, but people will look at you like that. Like, why would I want to support you if all you do is talk shit? Why would I help you when you don't help anybody? Why would I like you got to understand that like nobody's going to want to help you if you like, you know, that's not cool. You got to be a you got to be a bright spot to these people, dog. You a black man. We don't need this type of um publicity around you. Ja. You go viral for other reasons, dog. You go right. You go viral for other reasons, bro and this ain't and this ain't one of, and i'm truly disappointed bro i'm truly saddened and i truly hope he get it together will he i truly don't know i truly don't know the fact that you will get caught with the gun get caught brandishing it and turn around and do it again is crazy to me bro it's crazy i'm one of those people who believe man find a new something to fuck up like hey man once you fucking up one way, you learn that, you master that, you make a new mistake and you learn from that mistake. But you don't keep making the same one. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 crazy, bro. That's crazy to me. But I'm, I'm done with that. Um, I ain't going to speak on John Moran unless we find out how long he really would truly be suspended for. I really ain't got much to say. Obviously, if I have some guests on, they might want to talk about it. So if they want to, I'll, I'll, I'll let them have a time in the future. But today, as of today, this is my last time talking about John Morant outside of basketball. bro. if he's not doing something basketball related, he's not going to get uh, any publicity on the Bringing the Will podcast because this is terrible, bro. This is terrible, bro. This is terrible. And I don't get it, bro. Like, and that's why, again, I'm not saying he playing tough. I'm not saying he's not hard. I ain't saying he can't fight. I ain't saying he won't actually shoot somebody. But I'm saying the moment you pulled out your gun, you weren't feared for your life. You didn't have to protect yourself. You were in a strip club with some strippers. What you pulled a gun out for? You are in a look like you were in a dune buggy in the desert with your homies. What you got the gun out for? Like, to me, growing up where I grew up at, bro, it looked like you never had one before. Like, you never held a gun. And it's like every time the camera on you want niggas to see, you got a gun. You always got your tongue out and shit. Like, that's weird, bro. You're weird. That's weird. Like, that's... You feel me? That's why I said I'm not going to call your bluff, but just know where I grow up, that's not keeping it G for your chapter, bro, that you pull your gun out every time it's a camera. That's not tough. Not tough, never have been tough, never will be tough. But, hey, man, thank y'all for tuning in to this episode. I had a, I always have a blast here. Y'all know me. This is my, this is my therapy time right here smoking me a joint and then you feel me air my sports thoughts to y'all it's hard to talk to other people a lot of people are um one-sided when they talk they always believe it's a right and wrong answer most of the time in the sports if it is a right it's it's most of the time the stuff people argue about isn't a right or wrong answer it's an open opinion you know what i'm saying so i hate when i'm having a, a a debate with somebody and it's no right or wrong answer and they keep trying to tell me that i'm wrong and it's like well Technically, I'm not. It's not. There's no wrong answer. You're not right either. It's your opinion. Your opinion is what you feel is right. And I think I like having people on who can accept that. Like, oh, okay, that's how you think? Okay, I never thought about it like that. Okay, well, look, this is how I think about it. Do-do-do-do-do. And now y'all having, you feel me, an open-ended conversation that makes for better dialogue. People can really get an understanding instead of me just saying, no, oh, nigga, that shit trash, bro. That's wrong, nigga. I'm a you wrong, bro. I, 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 I'm, I'm 100% like that, man. man that's trash, bro. Obviously, it's fun. It gets it get the clickbait. You know, maybe we do some things like that in the future, where I do some little, small, little twenty minute, little debate. You feel me? Topics where I let to, not myself. I'll just I'll be the narrator. I don't even know what the word is. See, that's why I'm eating big ass on here. I'll be the narrator. That's the word. The narrator, <laughs> and I narrate and give the topic and hear out the answers and control the, the and control the crowd. You feel me? I'm a I'm a Molly Karam, that shit. Um, you feel me? Or or, or the girl from uh skipping Shannon. I'ma do that. <laughs> but I I I'm not a big debater. I'm I'm all for it though pulling your facts out though. I'm I'm gonna have mine. So make sure you got yours. But thank y'all for tuning in, man. Y'all already know it's the Bringing the Wood Podcast. It's your boy D Wood. Thank y'all for tuning in. You already know. Add me on Spotify if you ain't already. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell an enemy that it's going down. You already know. Love, peace and hair grease. Love, love, life, and Tupac. Enjoy your day. Happy Friday. It's the Bring the Wood Podcast, your boy D. Wood. And I just brought the wood. Peace.